0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've reached Psalm 43 as we look to see how God reveals his character, his nature, how he feels towards us through these psalms. Yes, we've we've moved from the psalms of David to the psalms of Korah. And uh, sometimes we go through these really, really difficult testing times when it seems that almost as if the light that Jesus has poured into our lives gets switched out. We, we feel that we're struggling. And verse 2 of um, Psalm 43 sort of reflects this. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? It can appear like that sometimes, can't it? But actually the psalmist knows the answer. Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, that's the place of sacrifice. To God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with a harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And you see, that's a message for every one of us when we're really down and feel we're almost out for the count. Don't give up. Don't lose sight of the fact that our circumstances may change, but God never changes. Our feelings may change, but he never changes. His love is always the same, always consistent. His word is always the same, never changes. His spirit is always within us. He never takes his spirit from us. His promises are just as real when we feel that everything is dark as as when we are full of light. And I believe that this is one of the ways in which our faith is tested. Um, it says in the new testament that the testing of our faith proves that it's genuine and i think you know we all go through those times when our faith is tested when it seems that nothing is happening it seems it feels as if god isn't around god isn't involved it can even feel sometimes as if god doesn't care but he does and he is there And Jesus taught the parable of the unjust judge, and it says in the preamble to that parable that he taught this so that men may always pray and not give up. And that's the testing of your faith. It's easy to trust God in the good times, it's easy to trust Him when everything is happening in the way that we want. But when suddenly we find ourselves in a situation where we're right up against it, there's confusion, there's problems, can't understand why he's allowing what is happening to happen. It's at times like that we mustn't lose our nerve. We mustn't lose our trust in him. But we continue to put our hope in him and we continue to praise him. We continue to rejoice in him. We continue to give thanks because this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. And what I found, you know, Julia, is that when we do that, then God begins to move. Sometimes when we're so full of, of our problems and and perhaps even feelings of despair, and, and all we want to do is just say the negative things and, and perhaps, if, if we're honest, even want others to feel sorry for us, nothing much seems to happen to change the situation. But when despite the darkness, despite the confusion, despite the problems, despite that sense of nothingness, we begin to praise God and to give thanks and to rejoice in him, suddenly it seems that God begins to move. Why is that? Because I think then we have passed the test and our faith is genuine and we are obeying the word of God. We are rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances because this is his will. There will be many people listening to us, Colin, who feel that God has gone quiet on them. And perhaps another way of, of, of overcoming this is, is what the psalmist refers to in the next psalm, Psalm 44. He remembers, he looks back at the times that God has helped him in the past. That's right. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what you did in their days and days long ago. With your hand you drove out the nations and planted our fathers. You crushed the peoples and, and made our fathers flourish. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, faith, face for you loved them. You are my king and my God, who decrees victory for Jacob. Through you we push back our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. I will not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God we make our boast all day long. And we will praise your name forever. It's that great lesson, isn't it? That that it isn't by might or power. It's not by our own strength that we will prevail. But it is by trusting in the Lord. And And this is really the message of, of, of these Psalms that we're looking at uh, this week, that it doesn't matter what your circumstances, it doesn't matter how black and dark that things may seem, yet, yet, the Lord is always there. Yet, the Lord is always um, ready. I, I know it doesn't always seem like that. You, you know, in, in Psalm 44, verse 23, the psalmist says, Awake, O Lord! Why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Uh, I think we sound <laughs> I think it seems like that to us sometimes, doesn't it? You know, we say, Lord, Lord, worry, come on. We need you and we need you now. We need an answer now. I need to know what you're saying now. I need a resolution to this situation right now, Lord. Hurry up now, now, now And and God doesn't always dance to our tune, does he? I think sometimes he says, no, wait a minute, you just trust me, just trust me, trust me, and I will do it, I will work it out, but I'll work it out in the right way, I'll work it out in my way, and I'll work it out at the right time, in my time. And that's, that's when so often we have to really learn what it is to trust God through those times of adversity, through those times of affliction, through those times of confusion when we just don't understand what is happening. But, you know, I've been through many times like that when it seems that what you're doing, you're just doing what you know because you know that it's the right thing to do. And there are even times when, you know, you, it seems unreal, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, what, one, of, one of the things when you're in public ministry, like I've been all these years, is you can be working through a personal issue with the Lord when when you feel like that. And then you've got to get up in front of thousands of people, and you've got to lead a meeting, and you know that people need to be saved. There'll be many people that need to receive the Spirit. There are people that are looking to you, expecting a word, a revelation from God. Uh, There are many that will need to be sick and set free and delivered in all kinds of ways and there's all this expectation, and there you are struggling over some issue, and, 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 you know, just things don't seem alive and real in the way that they are normally. You've got to get up there and, and, and lead these people and see God move in such a way that many lives are dramatically impacted by him, by his spirit you know the amazing thing about God is when you get up there the anointing's there the Lord is there everything's flowing the people get blessed the people get healed God is being glorified in what he does and you think wow this is wonderful and then you get off the platform and boom you're right back where you were before and you think oh God that was so great that was so wonderful that was like a flash of light in the midst of the darkness I'm working through but let me tell you when you, when you have to go through those times of struggle, those times when it does seem very dark, through a valley, I call them valleys, on the other side of the valley there's always a higher mountaintop that God is taking you through. And you might not understand why you have to go through the valley or what is happening when you're in the valley. But you see, keep your eyes on the Lord, keep your eyes looking ahead because God is going to bring you out of that valley onto a higher mountaintop. It sometimes sounds as though the psalmist is really quite audacious in the way he speaks to God, rise up and help us, redeem us. Is it okay to sort of tell God what to do in that sense? Well, I guess so, because it's scriptural, isn't it? Uh, and we find similar things in uh, Isaiah's prophecy, uh, for example, um, and and in other places in scripture. I think, you know, the the... The more you know the Lord, the bolder you are in the way you speak to him. But let me say, there's always reverence about what you do. I mean, he says, arise, O Lord. You see, he's calling him Lord. He knows who he is, my Lord, the one to whom I'm submitted. Arise, O Lord, why do you sleep? So it isn't that... um, He's just angry with God or disappointed with God. He, he just can't understand at that moment why God doesn't move in the way that, as, as he perceives it, God needs to move. And I think that's what we so often experience ourselves. It seems that God has hidden his face from us. It seems that he's not aware of our misery and oppression. Uh, it seems that, that um, he's forgotten us. But, of course, he hasn't. And the psalm ends with the prayer, Rise up and help us. Redeem us because of your unfailing love. And you see, that's what the psalmist knows. that Despite everything, God's love for me is the same as ever it was. I might not understand why I don't get the answer that I want when I want. But one thing is sure. His love is total, is secure, is faithful, is steadfast. Is never ending, and He holds me in that love. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.